0: Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast and today I'm sitting with a young man who is part of the TaylorMade team down here in Australia, Alex Benjamin. Now if you've had a fitting at the TaylorMade lab, there's a good chance that you've met Alex or as we all affectionately know him as Benji. Benji's kind enough today to give us a bit of his time and he's just basically back off the plane from a trip to Japan where he may have uh, been hanging out with a few superstars and maybe... Got a little bit up close in person with the man who just achieved 82 PGA Tour wins, Tiger. So enjoy today's podcast with Benji and uh, sit back, relax and enjoy this one because it's going to be a good one. Alex Benjamin, Benji, welcome back to Australia, mate, and welcome to the My Love of Golf podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having me, Roscoe. Oh, My pleasure. My pleasure. And I guess we talked about this a little while ago, but I thought there was no more appropriate time than just to jump in straight back off the plane from Japan. We've been hanging out at the Zozo Championship up there in Japan. How was that?
1: Probably one of the best, yeah, weeks of my life. It was uh, pretty surreal Um Lot of, a lot of what I thought it was going to be, it was it just ended up being 10 times better. So I knew I was going to have a bit of access and wasn't too sure what to make of it. But um, yeah, just um, after the week, just on a massive high. Yeah, it was huge.
0: I mentioned in the introduction that you're part of the tailor-made team down here in Australia. It was a pretty significant week for the brand when you consider the result of that championship.
1: Yeah, huge. Starting off with like the challenge skins, yeah. just on the Monday we had the guys using our driver or you know fairway at least and then obviously yeah just to see um jason win it and a few of the guys like yeah it was huge promotional for us we we're actually like the second sponsor of the event as well yep. um after mr zozo himself so uh yeah it was um great week for taylor made and yeah just a really good week for for me learning wise
0: we might come and come back and talk about that but i guess I'd really like the listeners of the podcast to, to learn a little bit more about you because, as I said in the intro, if you've had a fitting at TaylorMade, you know, there's a good chance that you've, we've, met, we've met you or you've met um, yourself and you've been fitted by you, but you've been around the brand for a long time and there's a fair amount of experience that goes into doing what you do. And I guess I'm really always interested to learn how you got there. So take us right back to the start of Benji's life as a golfer. Yep. When, where, where where, and when did that kick off?
1: So, I come from a village called Dingley, Dingley Village. Um, no, vi- no, no, not a village anymore, no. it's, a, it's a metropolis. Correct, yeah. <laughs> There's a bit going on down yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, I just, um, just like everybody, like kind of getting into golf by the parents or, um, you know, some siblings or, or what have you. But, um, yeah, yeah. My first time was um, playing golf with my dad. I was about 10 years old and we just played Spring Park, which is a nine-hole golf course uh, in Dingley Village. And I think on the fifth hole, I, I know it was on the fifth hole, but um, yeah, it was f- first time out outing I, I had a hole in one. So it wasn't until later that night that my dad actually explained to me how big it is to actually like get a hole in one, um, which I believe is a similar story to Freddie couples um on how he started golf as well so that was my first experience getting out there um had a hole in one yeah yeah
0: on uh, um, what what hole i oh, not that i know the spring park
1: i know where was it the, is it was the fifth because a lot of my mates bag me about like oh you had it on the seventh which is like the little 80 meter hole but i actually had one yeah i was using a persimmon block i'd borrow these clubs off my uncle he had like a set of mcgregor vip blades and i just yeah it was like oh you know Have a little bit of a dink around, and then I pulled this three wood block. I was ten years old and just nutted one up there, and it um, rolled in, rolled in for a one or an ace.
0: That is sensational. I didn't know that story. (laughs) There was no other way back after that. Once you, uh,
1: yeah, like I think, like just as a you know kid, we all want to play cricket and footy and stuff like that. No, I was, yeah, I'm a massive AFL fan and huge Essendon nut, so. Yeah, I just – I wanted to play AFL, but you can see the stature of me. I just wasn't, um, you know, quite built for it. So, yeah, after that, I I'd, I'd just looked no further than doing anything else other than golf.
0: Young man, I remember the first time that I saw you swing a golf club, and it might have been uh, in, this, in a simulator. And I distinctly – and I, I probably hadn't met you before then, but I distinctly remember looking across to uh, – think the boss boss of tailor-made at the time and you know giving him one of those looks like wow (laughs) at full speed at full driver driver speed what were were you cranking out what sort of numbers were you cranking out club speed
1: yeah um i i'm i'm actually very very slow i think i'm like
0: a few years ago a couple of years ago maybe
1: 110 Yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not quick
0: Mate, you, you nutted it that yeah. day. And,
1: uh, it probably would have looked really good though. <laughs> it yeah,
0: did, it did <laughs> look very good. Well, <laughs> so after after you, had, you start your career with a hole in one, what what was your golfing journey like after that?
1: I um I lived four hundred meters from Kingswood Golf Club, and uh yeah, like I just rode my pushy just every single night after school on there on weekends. I'd try and play thirty six holes if I could. It was just like playing golf, like nut, like didn't want to do anything else after than that. After I gave footy the flick. So, yeah, my introduction introduction then was to David Capaldo, the assistant professional at the time, to John Davis, and he was like kind of grabbing all the juniors and introducing them to, to golf and we'd have just all the junior clinics. So, yeah, my first experience with David Capaldo, who's a large specimen of a man, um, it was getting out on the range and... I think one of the first quotes, because I still th- kind of thought, oh, golf, it's a little bit of a, you know, bit of a nerd sport or old man's game type thing, um, being 13 years old then, and um, I think one of the quotes was that you don't pick up chicks hit and fade, so he started um, <laughs> teaching me to <laughs> to hit draws pretty quickly, which was, um, it was just a great kind of icebreaker, and um, yeah, just I was just on board after that, so
0: yeah. Well, you know that I know Cappy very well, because yep. he's uh, down at Peninsula Kingswood now, and... I can imagine him saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just kind of like, it was one of those experiences where you're like, um, you know, golf. Um, I'll just see how it is. You know, you're kind of nervous with other juniors and stuff like that. So it was a perfect icebreaker, and he just has the gift of the gab, talking to people. He's he was really good. So um, that was just my experience into into golf. Like, and then from there, it was just playing amateur, all the amateur stuff, playing pennant for Kingswood, um, and then. I'd always tossed up whether I wanted to go to college in the US or the traineeship and Cappy was a big part of that um, decision and I moved away from seeing Cappy um, after becoming really good friends with Ryan Lynch. Um, He's my best mate and we just got paired together on a a few um, uh, junior tournaments and amateur tournaments and then his dad was caddying so I started to ask a few more questions and I got an insight into obviously like Dale Lynch and 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 how Ryan went about you know his practice and playing and I just really enjoyed it. So, you know, I had to have a tough conversation with Cappy thereafter and um, just say, look, I'm you know I'm still he's Cappy was still my mentor, but um, I just wanted to move in a different direction, kind of uh, just kind of more be open and willing to learn just on other experiences.
0: So at Kingswood, you played pennant. You would have had some. Uh Good playing partners in that team back in that uh, genre, yeah. Would you not? Yeah. Who are they? Who, are you, who are you? Who are you hanging out with? So Things would yeah,
1: like, like um, I never got to play with Marcus Fraser in pennant. Yep. Um, he took me under my wing, uh, under his wing. Sorry, a little bit um, more as a as a junior, but um, I became really good friends with Andrew Tampion and he was just. Um, so talented, one of them, still like one of the most talented. I was talking to him last week um, at the Zozo Championship with a couple of the Aussie players. But, yeah, uh, played with him, Um, Peter Sweeney, such a great golfer as well, incredible. Still is. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Like um, just – so, yeah, I was so fortunate and so lucky just to see off these guys as well.
0: And the journey into professional life, so how did that transpire?
1: Yeah (laughs) – I was working. I I was working at Kingswood just for one year. This just as a retail um, assistant. I was working at Capital Golf Club caddying as well. Um, and I yeah, I was tossing up between college in the US. I had a couple of mates that were gonna look after me and trying to like scout me over there. Um, but I'd heard that I might have to play like a Divi two college and then try and work my way up. So it was kind of a bit of a, a risky yeah. um, a risky one. And I just had an opportunity at um kingsville golf club to do my apprenticeship under cappy and i just thought that that's just going to be a no-brainer so yeah jumped in straight um out of high school literally did it uh, when i was 19 and then finished that and then um my dream was just to play a little bit more so yeah i'd I'd always wanted to just save a lot of cash throughout my apprenticeship and move over to the states um just kind of like on six month stints but um yeah, that ended pretty quickly, so, yeah. <laughs> as the game goes. But yeah, and then um, yeah, I started working for TaylorMade um, shortly after that.
0: So how many years ago was the start of the TaylorMade journey?
1: Six. Yeah, literally had my six-year um, anniversary of work last week. So right. yeah. Well, congrats. Thank you.
0: Now we talked about, well, you mentioned, uh, you know, Cappy saying you're not going to pick up uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, me girls hitting fades. <laughs> And then you mentioned, uh, you know, at the time you thought golf was maybe a bit of an old man's game. But you're one of the group of tailor-made guys globally that I th- credit with putting, making golf cool, you know, and really going uh, above and beyond to try and, you know, use your own personal experiences and uh, profiles to, you know, really put a good spin on the brand, but also, you know, the game of golf. So if I explain that, what does it mean to you? know, so tell me about you know we were talking about it off air. You know, there's a few guys that are on that journey as well. Yeah, talk, who's that?
1: Yeah, so Chris Trot, um, really close friend of mine as well. Met him through Phrase um, as well. Uh, I just yeah, we were, we were chatting about um, just a conversation that we'd had probably three or four years ago, where we were just looking at the content and what's the direction of the game, where is it going, and. You know, there's a lot of gear junkies out there, so I think Trotty um, saw that there's a pretty good opportunity to uh, just release some social content out there with a different um, perspective, and and yeah, try and make it a little bit more edgy and cool. And yeah, I I just agreed with him, and I was like, you got to jump in, and I'm sure a lot of other people said the same thing to him and yeah, it's been so successful for him and um, even just our brand as well. I think it's a great representation where our brand is very much, we want to lead the market and we do lead the market um, in performance, in um, innovation and stuff like that. I hate using that word innovation, but that's literally what it is. Yeah. It's just, you know, I I was, I myself was using a different um, company and it's a good brand as well, but it, it always had this, oh, TaylorMade's a bit of a gimmick type company and, you know a loft sleeve no one will ever use that and then all companies are going to loft sleeve so um yeah it's just it's been an incredible journey for me like to get into this aspect and i never thought i'd be more technical than what i am now in in my role mm. um so yeah I've, I've really enjoyed just working with tailor-made for the last six years it's just still learning which is great
0: so how often are you catching up with trotty because he, he's blown up you know he really has you know put himself
1: don't say Nah, don't blow his head up too much <laughs> um but do you talk him, you talk to him often yeah? yeah we've got monthly calls just that's just like a tailor-made call we just um have a chat and then it's just all like you know like just friendly banter and stuff like that just on the socials yeah. you know private messages and whatsapp groups and stuff like that so yeah um yeah i think it's uh, we, we do have serious conversations when we, when we do have to have a chat and talk about strategies and, you know, what what's coming up and what we need to be aware of, what we can and can't do, those types of things. So, um, yeah, he has blown up on, on a social aspect, but um, he's just such a knowledgeable guy um, with, you know, player relationships and that's a, that's a lot of what I've learnt. And last week as well, I, I just learnt off Adrian and Keith who, who um, yeah, now probably... Um, do more of the tour guys where Trotty's um, really just focusing on a, on a putter category. Yep. So
0: Trotty hosts, a, if you don't know uh, Trotty, just
1: hashtag Trotty, s- Trotty, hashtag Golf. Trotty Golf and <laughs> uh,
0: you'll find. But he does host a very good podcast as well um, for, um, called Team Tailor so you can download that and uh, he does a great job of hosting that and has spoken to a lot of people um much like Benji here from all parts of the world about tailor made and all things tailor made, so you can listen to that and it's a, it's a good quality listen
1: so um,'s got some giveaways too, some oh, stickers okay, and okay. coffee cups. I think he's yeah. going to release a figurine of himself too, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know someone's blown up when they made a sticker That's of himself right. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I don't have a sticker of myself mate, and I don't think I ever plan to. <laughs> But you, on the other hand, might have a stick of yourself
1: one day. Nah, nah? I'm not into it. Nah, <laughs> no, I, I I enjoy a little bit of the social stuff, but yeah, it's just not my thing. I'm I'm happy like do it just. I share like just some golf content because of the job that I have, where like it's like some of my friends want to see what I'm what I'm up to, but yeah, um, don't want to blow up like Trotty. I'll probably shut it down if if uh, that was ever to happen. <laughs>
0: now you get to meet some cool people, yeah, both for your fitting role here, but just spent that week in Japan. So what was that like, mate? You know, like I'm sure the people listening here really would love a deep insight into what tour life is like on PGA tour event, which it was in Japan. Mm. What was that like, mate?
1: Yeah, it was, it's everything that I've wanted to do, you know, since starting with TaylorMade. My direction's always been wanting to work on tour. Obviously I wanted to play on tour. So this is the next part of me, you know, you know, essentially failing as a player <laughs> we um yeah it's just another cool aspect that i can work into and then to me it's still i'm still helping some of my mates and stuff like that so we chatted before about i've been doing a lot of the tour stuff in australia mm-hmm. um and it's been quite good you know uh recently with most of the tournament's now becoming a European coast sanction or an Asian tour or Japan tour. So, um, yeah, then last week, as soon as I saw the Zozo um, was going to be the first PGA Tour event, I was literally on the phone to Trotty, hey, mate, what do you think? Can I jump in here on this week? Can I just job shadow? Um, so, yeah, that like uh, I think the news came out this time last year about, hey, this was going to be a, an event. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, the experience last week was just – yeah, just incredible. It's kind of everything that you think and, and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we, yeah, it's just you're just straight into it Monday morning. As soon as you get there, you've got um a, a list of things to do, which that'll be like locker drops, which will be you know putting caps in the players' lockers and golf balls. You got to be a service um for that. I had to obviously meet the guys in the in the truck. Um, and yeah. Probably started actually like me being getting the coffees in the morning, so that was um, the first thing. But um, yeah, then it's just everything else that you think happens. And again, like you'll see it on social contents. You might even see, you know, like on golf TV. I think they had they had one inside one of the tour trucks. So yeah.
0: So by the looks of some of the pictures, you were pretty up close and personal. So it started for me. I was looking at the uh, match, um, the skins event. Yep, pretty up close and personal around there
1: yeah like um yeah i was lucky to be with keith sabarbaro so he's our vp of of tour directions and um yeah his job is to fit those guys and player contracts and all of that and really be the main support so yeah he looks after the top guys um adrian reitveld as well he he does european or did european tour he's now relocated to uh the states where he's now heading up the tour as well so yeah, it's just when you're with those guys, obviously, you're going to have the badge, which is like an access all areas. Um, and yeah, you can just roam around and do whatever you want. And yeah, I was lucky just to be in the conversations with, you know, Keith and Rory and Adrian and Tommy Fleetwood and um, yeah, Keith and Tiger, obviously, which that was, yeah, that was very cool. But, you know, most of the guys, y- you don't have to really do a lot of stuff all of their testing obviously gets done at the start of the year but then it's just like little tweaks here and yeah. there so it's just it was just really good monday morning we jumped i jumped straight in with tommy fleetwood and adrian and then we just walked a few holes with tommy just trying to get one of his fairway woods out of the bag that was a competitor <laughs> and we just had to work um with him on a five wood as well like just to get that into the bag and hopefully into play
0: one of the characters of uh, the tour what was Walking a few holes with Tommy, like what was it? What was the banter like?
1: Uh, he's just like the nicest bloke that you will ever meet in your life. Um, and his caddy, Finno, as well, just an absolute cracker. I couldn't understand some of the words that were coming out of his mouth because he <laughs> spoke a million miles an hour. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. He was just so welcoming. Um, and then yeah, it was it was a bit of a surreal experience. Um, we walked. Ah, oh, oh, I walked a bunch with Tommy. On the on the first day, we actually walked nine the the front nine with Tommy, um, and we were looking at everything. You know, Tommy's um, he's not contracted to anyone. He does use some of our stuff, but he also uses other um, companies' stuff as well. So, um, as we're walking along, you know, here comes um, one of the guys from Scotty Cameron. Here comes one of the guys from Nardi trying to work a putter in there, and we're obviously trying to get a spider in um, in his hand. So, yeah, it was it was really cool just being a part of that. Going okay like I had no idea the guys would just come out on course and try and catch up with him for a couple of holes and yeah.
0: So you're all pitching, pitching on. uh, Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a bit of a, it's a bit, that's the game we call it. So um, yeah, it's, um, it's just, you've got to also be there for a relationship as well. Um, And I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I learned. You've with these top guys, you are going to be in or you're going to be out. And if you, don't kind of, you know, look them in the eyes when you meet them and, you know, you don't get off to a great start. Um, Conversation-wise, you're going to be out. They don't want to know you yeah. and you're probably not going to have a chance to even get any of the stuff in their bag.
0: Well, it's a whole end-to-end circle, isn't it? You yeah, know, for sure. It's relationship, you know. It's not, you, you need to know that uh, – I guess they need to know that someone's going to be there. If something's not going right, Yeah, they need some support. Yeah. On a, on a, on a product or, or whatever level, they need to know that the Yeah, it's just
1: trust, just like anything, for sure, Yeah.
0: So um, the skins game, yeah, was that was that a good thing up there? Was it a great thing for golf, or you know, did it
1: work? Ah, uh, yeah, it was. Hu- yeah, that was huge. They um, obviously the rugby world cup was on, so yeah. they had a few rugby players um, jump in there. I think they jumped with them for a couple of holes there. Um, yeah, it was totally fun. It was so casual. Um, we weren't really close in that aspect. That was more like obviously yeah. a marketing um, type type setup, yep. but. Um, yeah, I think it definitely worked. They wanted to finish it on purpose in the, um, in, the dark. in the dark. Yeah, so they just literally had all the floodlights for it, and um, yeah, that was just the direction they well, they wanted to finish it in the dark, which was kind of a bit different. But um, yeah,
0: and a good win for Jason.
1: It was yeah, Kraken win. I did see him hit that um, trap shot with that six iron, and you know the float then on the the next day on the on the practice range with a lot of the play- players that we were talking to was that. Joe, Tiger's caddy, said that that was one of the best shots that he has ever seen in his entire life. So that was pretty cool.
0: So I saw the tweet from uh, Scratch TV uh, where he said, um, I'm just going to hit a low one here. And then (laughs) Tiger whispering in Joe's ear, you know, he he can't hit a low one. So I guess he redeemed himself. Yeah, yeah. So the Zozo. Yep. How was that for you?
1: Yeah, just the best like a lot of the guys that i was with like um they didn't know what zozo was mm. so do you, do you know what zozo is if i'm honest with you yep. no i don't you, yep. s- you referred to mr zozo before <laughs> yeah so that's um his name is yusaku maya zawa i had to get that correct i'm like i told you before i'm not fluent but i'm getting there um he is uh, uh he's a wealthy businessman um he got into selling um used clothes so, he basically probably started like now what's known as thrift shopping. So, yeah, he got into used clothes but really, you know, um, closing good nick and stuff like that and started selling it online. And now he actually, um, uh, he just sold it but it's, it's an online store. Think of it like a Zara or like a H&M or something like that. They'll send you actually out a suit you put that suit on and then it's got an app that's involved with it and you can just, like, spin around and it's a motion capture suit and then it actually um, puts, uh, like, um, oh, I've lost my train gives of thought.
0: It gives you a little avatar of what you're going to look like. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then it just recommends just the, the clothes that will suit your body type. So it was just oh, next wow. level. Yeah, people don't really understand. It. So the T boxes were actually, like, the little box that the suit comes in. Um so I, saw, I saw that. No yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't know what it was, but, um, yeah, he is um, just, yeah, literally like five feet tall. Um, and, yeah, he was just um, the man to really put um, Japan on the map for the Zozo Championship.
0: So he had the vision for having a PGA Tour event up there and obviously put some money up there and, and they had the first PGA Tour event out in Japan. Yeah. It looked like a massive success in terms of, you know, the, the patronage. was As many people there as it looked like on the – yeah
1: you know unfortunately i had a bit um we had oh, the rain, the rain yep. um typhoon as well like rolling through so yeah that was a bit um um yeah, like it just wasn't the best thing but um throughout the week the, just the days that were good there was so many people there yeah. like you'll see some footage where you know it's like 20 deep and it was just yeah it's just tough to move we we didn't really want to watch tiger because of you know how much um, people there were like walking around there, so I jumped a few holes ahead to watch Matty Wolf. Yep. I'm really um, into into what he's got going on. Um, there's yeah, all, he's, there's a lot of wow about Matty. I know. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty cool, and I just uh, yeah, big fan of his action and stuff like that. So um, I think Jace was after Matty Wolf, um, and then I t- I wanted to watch Tommy because obviously we became so close throughout that week, but um, yeah, he was playing with Tiger, so I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just too tough.
0: So there was a lot of, a lot made about the uh, the Japanese fans, and you know there was a couple of pictures put out. You know, notice the difference between a US PGA Tour event and a, and, and this event. You yep. know, no, not many um, people were hanging phones up and all that sort of stuff. You've got a fair degree of experience in Japan. You know, you have a love for Japan and the country and the people and the culture, and your partner is Japanese. Yeah. So, was it like that? You know, is 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 the You've you've been to a number of tour events. What was the crowd like? You know, were they is that culture come through in the whole crowd experience where they are respectful and there's no phones and it's really quiet and there's no bubba buoys and mashed potatoes.
1: Yeah, I I didn't watch a lot of the golf. Obviously, obviously, because if we go back to what the you know your role is as a tour rep is, you're there Monday to Wednesday. Yeah, right. And that's it. Yep. You've got to pack up everything and then you're off to another um, event. So, you literally Monday to Wednesday, you are there at 6.30 a.m. and you're leaving at 6.30 p.m. Yep. So, it's, it's big hours and you're really just there, you know, as, as that type of setup. But we were lucky to just um, walk the first day on the Thursday, yep. which doesn't really happen. I remember Keith was just like, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've walked like first round of golf like holes. Yeah. So, yeah, we... Um, so to be honest, like I didn't really see a lot of it like what the engagement was like, whether people were yelling out like hot chili sauce or anything, <laughs> you know. So um
0: I didn't I didn't hear any on the coverage that yeah. I watched and I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. So
1: there, I, it's a respectful culture. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw I think Golf T V did one as well where um there's a thing called park golf, which is for mm. a lot older crowds. So yeah, that like golf is just massive in Japan. It's the second biggest um market other than the US. Like, that's how big golf in Japan actually is.
0: It's crazy to think because I, I've never, I've been to Japan, I've never played golf in Japan, but, you know, what I know, it's it's quite, what I think, I believe, it's quite an exclusive sport up there. So, yeah. to think that it's so big and obviously, you know, that driving range culture and, and park golf, which is essentially like a croquet version or ground yeah, golf. exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, screen golf, I think, is pretty big up there. Yeah. But just to think that it is that big and, and it is a little bit more difficult to access, mm. um, like, compared to here it's it's amazing to think that it is so big you spend a bit of time in japan yep what what is your love of japan
1: so we uh it was mandatory for school for us where i went to school um in primary school and in high school so i've got an older sister and a younger brother so literally just obviously followed the older sister um in learning japanese and we had Japanese exchange students come and stay. Um, I'd played junior golf with some, um, you know, half Japanese, half Australian or half um, American as well. So, uh, yeah, like I'd just always been around it and I just loved the culture so much as well. Yeah, it's just very clean, the food, the pride, the, um, just the culture of the people as well. So, yeah, I'd had a massive um, fan and love for Japan and all things about it from a young age. So, yeah. That's um, how I kind of got into it,
0: and I, I understand that I had a, a bit of experience. So I worked for a Japanese company, uh, Suzuki, for eight or nine years. Yeah. And in in the office in, in Sydney and then in Melbourne, they had the two bosses were obviously Japanese. You know, representatives of Suzuki sent down to Australia to make sure that everything is uh, on track. And we were motorcycle guys. I'd given up golf then. I was hanging out with guys riding bikes, mm-hmm. but I was still a golfer. Yeah. And once the uh, Japanese bosses knew that I was a golfer, yeah, they were… They ultimate were, uh, respect. Exactly. And they didn't… They Because I was down the pecking order, they didn't want to… Um, <laughs> the rest of the staff to know that we were playing golf together. Yeah. So they yeah. had this like little secret code like, you know, oh Ross, son, um, yeah. can you help me uh, on the weekend buy a <laughs> golf club? <laughs> I need to buy a new golf club. Yeah. And that was like code for, you know, can you meet yeah. us at a yeah. golf course and yeah. play golf? and. Because you know, I gave yeah. it a rip. Yeah. It was in in their eyes. I was
1: you were you were a god. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh,
0: I remember that time and uh, yeah. re- remember it very fondly. So I I understand that whole uh, passion for Japanese culture. They're beautiful people, and uh, you know have a lot of respect and uh, honour. And that whole system is uh, is very good. Um, so mate, let's talk about here. So we're sitting in the new HQ down here in uh, Melbourne of TaylorMade. Yep. Got your new fitting studio out the back. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. You gave me a little quick tour and it's the first time I'd seen it. Yep. How many How many fits are you getting through in there?
1: Uh, f- from a, a weekly basis, we probably do 20 to 30 fits if we maximise it. It's 35. Um, yeah, a little bit down from where we were at, at MGA, but we had a, a few more staff there as well. So, um, yeah, we've minimised the staff here. A lot of it's all referral-based, so... Um, anybody from a drummins to a house of golf to all of our other partners um yeah we just literally will uh fit the c- fit the consumers and then we forward on the specs obviously to to the referral so i've i've always enjoyed that um you know w- way of uh uh fitting and so forth um <laughs> sorry just <laughs> It'll be, the, it'll be the motorbike, just one of the boys rocking up to work. <laughs> we were joking. yeah.
0: You know, if you can hear that noise in the background, it's uh, it's, throwing, a mo- it's, it's a motorbike. It's throwing and, me completely. Uh, no, and we were talking about uh, the guys here and their passion for motorsport and cars, and there's a bit of a, a hot hatch plethora in the car park <laughs> out there that we can see, and you know, someone just rocked up in, what sort of bike is it? I can't see it. They, uh,
1: I don't know what it is. I'm not really big into the bikes. So it was loud and fast. Yeah.
0: So um, anyway, we're back on track now. The motorbike's uh, stopped. Yeah. So – Fitting down here. I guess I'd love to have you back on at some stage for what I'm going to start as a, a bit of a gear talk segment yep. through the podcast. So yep. maybe if, you, if you're if you willing, um, you could be one of the contributors to, you know, helping me help the listeners understand some of the nuances and some of the, I guess, the, the fitting aspects and the questions around fitting, the questions around club design, the questions around all things to do with fitting. And yep. we might pick a couple of topics at some stage. So yeah. maybe at some stage you could easy jump, jump back on and talk about that um who are some of the more well-known people that you fit in your time working either here or at mga in the TaylorMade lab yeah there's
1: there's obviously a lot we got a you know a lot of the celebrities through and things like that but um uh sir viv richards we've we've had um him through which i'm i'm not a massive cricket um person or you know like i used to get starstruck by a lot of that stuff but um yeah, he, he's, he's huge. Uh, Nat Five have been, you know, yeah. had, had great stuff working with him. He's a really nice guy and could turn it on just like that in terms of like his ability and, um, as a golfer. So, and we had like, that was a good experience for me. He was swinging a bit slow in the nets and I said, you know, come on, mate, like you are literally, my grandma is swinging it quicker than you. Like, are you going to try and rip one? So he, and then he just turned it on. So like, yeah, you do have, you see these guys in a very different, um, manner, you yep. know, obviously they're so polished when they're on camera and they're talking, but when they're under the microscope about their golf, they they do tend to get a little bit um yeah, like insecure maybe or just a little bit nervous. Yeah, bring, um, it normalises, that's, you know, it correct. normalises the relationship, yeah. Yeah, spot on. So, yeah, that's that's more what I take from, you know, the celebrities. I'm not, I'm not really a starstruck person unless we get some muso- musos through. We had Sam Margin from the Rubens and I was just, okay, like uh, I'm asking a billion questions full, to him. Full fanboy. Oh, no, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I didn't pull out my um, cap to sign any um, signatures or anything, but no, it's I, I probably get... Not starstruck, but I'm I'm really yeah I'm I'm got an avid um, uh, appreciation for music and um, guitar, and I'm like a 27 handicapper on guitar. But um, that day I had a lot of questions for for Sam. But um, other than that, yeah, we we get a lot through, mate. It's just hard to reel off a list, and even though I want to name drop um, heaps of them, it's just no, <laughs> no, no. Well, I
0: guess I guess you've got to maintain your confidentiality. and I get that, but let's Nat Five. Yeah, you know, that that interests me in that that story because. As you know, I fit quite a few yep. um, of the footballers, yep. you know, in doing what what we do, mm-hmm. and the challenge that I always find is they're so strong, yeah, athletically they're so strong, yep. so quick, and but their golfing ability, you know, isn't in relative terms. You, know, you know, when you say someone that strong developing mm-hmm. one hundred and ten miles in a... Miles an hour of driver head speed. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's approaching tour level, mm. and some of these guys are at one twenty and one fifteen. Yep, but they're hitting it all over the park. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do in in that sort of sense?
1: Uh, I get, it, I probably get this question a lot. Like, and and it, re- it refers to fitting, which you know we can do on another podcast, yep. like you said, but sometimes it's rare that I put the coaching hat on when I'm fitting. Yep. I'm literally there to dial in their golf clubs. Yep. They can go and see a golf coach and I'll refer them to Dale Lynch or, um, you know, any other coach. So I tend to take my coaching hat off when I'm doing fittings. Um, Nat asked for it, so um, I was I was quite happy to. And, um, yeah, you just have to kind of relate. The golf swing is, in my my understanding so you know you can totally disagree i'm totally happy for that but it's a baseball swing for me so i try and relate that i think a lot what uh, a lot of guys i see is they literally try and move it like a cricket bat Mm. so nat had that type of experience and even Sir Viv to some extent where you know he's the master blaster um and but he would slice all of his drives and but he hit his irons so well so um yeah, working with these guys and just trying to relate it, you know, for Sir Viv, I'd try to get him to hit more of like a, like a sweep, yep. you know, use the end of the bat like yep. he, he would in that respect for um, cricket, but try and use it for a driver. And Fifey the same, like it was just, you know, try and get him moving it this way. I guess with AFL players, what I've learnt, and even when I've sat in with lessons with um, Dale, when he coaches a lot of the guys, is because of their running action, they're so tight through their hips, mm. and you know so much. We have to work, pivot, um, rotating just around the one axis. You know, so um, he's al- he's always found how tight these guys are. You yeah. know, like and it's an all arms golf swing, and they're still producing incredible clubhead speed, but they're not even loading the golf club. You yeah. know, they're just they're just literally yeah, just throwing all the arms at it. So yeah, to move guys, I don't really do it that much, like coaching wise, but. I'll try and dial it in and then I'll go uh, – once I'm happy with where the clubs are at, then I'll kind of go, all right, let's 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 go outside and let's, you know, do this or let's try and work on this and we'll see some ball flight, even just using an inside monitor. But, um, yeah.
0: So the inside monitor that you use down here, you've got the gear system.
1: Yeah, we use gears, which is all just club tracking. Mm. So that is just exact data just on what we get. Nothing's static. So we're not putting the golf club on a scale and measuring anything. Where seeing that go- person's golf swing in 3D, um, it's 8,400 frames per second. so the capture rate is just off the scale. Mm. And it is just exact data. That's the good thing really about it um, because yeah they, they are motion track cameras. so it's just it's getting that person's actual golf swing from start to finish and we just see everything at the same time. Then we use foresight or we'll use uh, we we'll use a GC quad um, for, for our center here. We use TrackMan um, on outdoors or even indoors as well. Um, so we we just got a good relationship with both. And that's more for us. We'll capture all of the stuff on gears um, than we'll capture all ball data just on TrackMan or, or GC Quad, yeah. Which we're happy with as well. I think there is a kind of um, – I, I don't get too much into the forums, but just to finish on like inside versus outside yep. – We're a performance company, so we are testing the performance of the golf clubs. So a lot of people will say, "Oh, you know, I'd love to see my golf ball flight outside," and I totally get that. Yeah, who doesn't want to want to see it? But we're literally there to try and dial in the speed, try and dial in the specs of the club. You know, is this working versus your current um, product? It's the same golf swing. We do want to see ball flight, but. I kind of also have the, you know, theory on, you know, are the golf balls that you are using in an outdoor session, are they spot on? You know, even if you are using a premium golf ball, how many times has they been hit? You know, they've only really got like 100 hits in them yeah. and then the balls, you know, can be cooked after that depending. But, um, yeah, we just kind of – it's always called a performance lab for us because that's what we're testing.
0: I was thinking about the Gear Talk uh, episode and maybe mm-hmm. that's a good one that we can yeah. talk, spend time talking about, that whole yeah. golf ball – uh, design, golf ball fitting and yep. just understanding because I think for me it's one of the areas that people still um, get in their heads around because yeah. it's changing so much. It's yep. such a dynamic area in the world of golf. Um, there's so much to understand. For
1: sure. And it's subjective as well, mate. You know, that's the thing is like some maybe – I'm not, I'm not going to obviously like – um, be too harsh but some fitters out there might be black and white and it has to be this and it has to be that where mm-hmm. it doesn't you need the players feel an aspect that is always going to be that element so um, it is so subjective and there's that's why you can just talk forever and you can you know you still learn mm-hmm. I think more this is about tour as well Is like it is more about that relationship you want to show that person how much you care not how much you know about product you know they oh. can just read it helping, <laughs> them, be,
0: helping them be better helping exactly,
1: them exactly yeah like you want to get deep into what ball flight they're happy with mm-hmm. what mishit uh you know do they hate okay yeah. i'm gonna put the product so or i'm gonna angle the product so that it helps them not hit that shot that they hate seeing so that's when we can get deeper into the the chat about um more of the product and that's we have the same conversations with tour pros as what we do with beginners and amateurs. So. That's why I like probably fitting as well is we can – you can just go on forever and, um, you know, w- w- what we were talking about earlier when our strategy um, was to get a lot of the driver in play um, for a lot of the players. I remember starting at the Aussie Open at uh, Royal Sydney. I started on one side of the range working all my way up to the other side of the range just trying to get in drivers just in play for the week and just how different the ball flight that all those guys want um, is incredible you know like guys like john senden he prefers to see the ball with a lot of spin on it and loves to trap the ball and just get it in place so driver high launch low spin he just doesn't want to know about it and then i worked with like dave gleason um who wanted the complete opposite you know both great ball strikers but um yeah like it's just that's just where fitting is so subjective and I think everybody um, in the fitting world does a great job, anyway, because we've got so much technology that we can use. So you're going to find a fantastic fitting out there. Um, I just feel I'm in a lucky position to be using the latest technology with gears, TrackMan, having access to Brook Salmon from TrackMan, where you know his knowledge is fantastic. Where we can use you know those types of things, and um, yeah, like that. That's just all. Anything's going to be good, you know.
0: So, mate. That's a great insight into your world from your recent experiences from your, your your role down here. What's next for Benji? You know what's what's on the horizon? Where 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 where? What's the vision for yeah Benji in you know, the next five years? <laughs> yeah, had I don't to want to have, have a human resources discussion. no nah. <laughs> but you know where, nah. where, where 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 do you where do you see?
1: It's more yeah, trying to get deeper into the tour. I think we were chatting before off air like. Um, uh, my direction's always been, you know, to work on tour with Australia and even just, um, here we're, we're 2% of the, uh, you know, the, um, the global market. It's, it's a very, very small industry, the Australian one. So I'm not really kind of, you know, da- trying, not putting it on a downer, but yeah, I just think the next scale is for me to try and branch out, um, you know, and, and wanting to move to a Japan or the US, you know, it just depends on what's, obviously available I don't want to chop anybody out of a job (laughs) but you know like yeah it's a it's a sticky situation to be in you just got to get stuff sorted like um at the moment I'm in like a a busy situation with uh, like I've got a wedding coming up um yeah so engaged to my um, misses uh, <laughs> last December, so that's that's all like kind of on the cards now. And then after I think we get settled, then then we'll probably look at just what what is on the horizon. But it's yeah to answer it in short, it's it's moving to just a bigger opportunity.
0: We've got the contacts with the right people. You know, when I listen to uh, the Team Tailor Made podcast, you know, Trotty's always talking about you know how to help people get into the industry because he talks about, he gets a lot of requests about how do I get into your type yeah. of role. And, yep. you know, he's very giving in 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 uh, advice about how people should make the contacts. Mm. I think you've already got those very well-established yeah. contacts. So I'm sure that in the future that uh, dream will come to fruition. Um, you know, you said your missus.
1: Yep. She knows nothing about golf. So last week was um, – yeah, so fun for her, like walking inside the ropes with a couple of the Aussies that she really that she really loves, like um, Adam and and Jason. So, what, yeah. What
0: What's the young lady's name? Let's give her a shout out. So Ayaka, she's, she, we, Ayaka is going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. She's going to, she is going to share it up there in Japan.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So she's, she's, she's yep. Ayaka's she'll, living. She'll send in Japan. it viral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the idea. <laughs> um, Ayaka's living in Japan. Yeah. So that's yep. another thing we share in common, young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, partners. We have, we've had have, I don't at the moment, but I did when I was yep. in your situation, I yep. was engaged to a young lady, my wife, Mrs. My Love of Golf, as I like to refer to her on the nice. podcast. Yeah. yep. She was living in Scotland and I was living in Australia. Ah, okay. Ayaka, Ayaka is Japan-based and you're yep. Australian-based.
1: Yeah, so you've got the long-distance thing going on. Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult, but um, yeah. It's tough sometimes, isn't it? It is. It's good and it's bad, yeah. you know, sometimes if you want a bit of time for yourself, but then, then you obviously lose that pretty quickly and you're like, you know, I want that um, company there as well, so –
0: yeah. Look, it sounds like you're making the the steps in the right direction. You're engaged. You're going to get married. When when's when are you getting married?
1: 31st of May next year in Kobe, Japan. So, fantastic. Yeah, yeah that'll be cool. What a city. Yeah, yeah.
0: And guitar, where well, we ta- are we, you know, we prog- oh, we've progressed from guitar hero, I've, but what I've, are we going to do with guitar?
1: I've put it down for like a few um months now, so I just literally feel like I've forgotten everything that I've um I've known. So I have got to get back into lessons um but yeah i'm trying to get back into golf i haven't really played a lot of golf Mm. over the last few years you know it's been been noted yeah i know (laughs) i've been a no man um so now i've just got to turn into a yes man and just take the um the invites um wherever i can so that'll be the i'll probably more try and get back into seeing Lynchy for a few lessons Mm -hmm. and getting out on the on the links and just enjoying it a bit more well,
0: you're not short of invitations down to the fabulous <laughs> Peninsula Kingswood, mate. I We're know, man. The photos
1: look incredible there. So, so yeah. you've
0: got Cappy down there. Yes, you've got me down there. Okay, yeah, Phrase down there. Yep, um, BJ down there.
1: Don't like playing with Phrase. He just takes my money all the time.
0: I, I actually don't know Phrase. I, I see him all the time down there. Yeah. I don't know him, but uh,
1: so you're not missing out, am <laughs>
0: <laughs> But what I do know, yeah, you know, he's played in. I, I refer to the guys down there as the supergroup. So yep. there's, yeah him and a few others, yeah. and I watch Frey's where he hits it, and it's never off the fairway. Yeah, it's nah, it's, it's di- absolutely. Not, it's maybe not long. Yep. But it's never off the middle of the face just for the fairway. Tiny
1: butter cuts into the fairway yeah. all the time, yeah. so uh, nah, It's fantastic to watch. Like a lot of people might not be impressed by it, but when you see the full um, extent of his round, it is just like, that guy is so dialed, it's not even funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, super generous guy, Marcus. So shout out to him.
0: So maybe we can have a game down there at Peninsula Kingswood one day, mate. That'd be awesome. And yeah. uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, as I said, basically, just basically off the plane, straight back to work. Yep. Me bailing you up saying, let's have a chat about uh, your life, a uh, bit of Japan, bit yep. of the Zozo, a bit of the tour truck. Yep. And uh, a bit of Trotty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I really appreciate your time, mate. It's been awesome having you on. And uh, let's do the gear talk some other stage in the future. And we'll go from there. For sure, mate. Happy for it. Thanks a lot for having me. Oh, mate. My pleasure. And thank you, listeners. If you've liked the podcast, um, please share it. I've, I've realised that the growth of the podcast is on the back of people. You know, the comments is fabulous. But if you can share it, share a bit of Benji's work, um, he'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate that. If you can share it, that'd be great. Really appreciate you listening in. I hope you've enjoyed the chat with Alex Benjamin down here at TaylorMade HQ in Clayton, Victoria. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
1: Cheers, mate.